0: Welcome to another episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, the podcast telling you all about audition stories, tales, mishaps and disasters from the world of theatre auditions. We have some TV auditions, some commercial. we got everything, all the casting stories. My name is Christopher Butler wolford I'm your host and each week myself and a guest from the world of entertainment go through our listener submission email pile and share stories completely anonymously with each other and yourselves, our wonderful audience ...of when it doesn't go to plan in a casting. This week is a really, really good show. I am so pleased to say this week we have the world-renowned Christina Bianco as our fantastic guest. If you don't know who Christina is, she is one of the best vocal impressionists, musical stars, cabaret icons... ...that we have at the moment, and I'm absolutely thrilled... That lockdown meant that we could get together over Zoom and have an hour of laughs with your <laughs> submissions. It is a bumper show this week. I put together a really, what I like to call it my playlist, a wonderful playlist of audition disasters and tales. Some quick ones, some longer ones, and one about peanut allergy, which is just unbelievable. I hope you have a good time listening. Please, please tweet along as you do. We love to hear you getting involved with the show and and tweeting us and telling us what your reactions are in real time as you listen, whether it's on a Friday morning when the show comes out, Wednesday evening as you have a coffee before you... Well, not before you go to bed. That's a terrible idea. (laughs) But lots and lots of different reactions tweet us at don't call us pod uh, you can share the show with your friends with a spotify link on instagram and all that stuff but we'll talk to you afterwards with a few little tidbits as well and as you listen to the show if you think oh i've got an audition story like that or i did an audition it was an absolute disaster tell us We want you to be the very heart of our show. You already are. We've got loads of episodes already recorded to come out in the next month or so. And the stories from you guys are absolutely brilliant. So get involved. If you or your mate have got a story to tell us, email us at don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear them. We keep it completely anonymous. So don't worry about admitting it was you to anyone other than me. A lot of the stories I've got from my career are just as bad, I promise. But if you could do better than the ones that you think we've got in the show, get in touch. So, I will just get straight into the show as it's such a fun time this week. If this is your first week here, we always start the show by asking our special guest that week what auditions mean to them.
1: Auditioning for me has always been a love-hate thing. I, I know there are people, and I've heard on this podcast, people that are like, oh, I really like it. I enjoy it. No, I can't say that I like it and I enjoy it. But I also can't say that I'm one of those people that, you know, shrinks in fear and gets really, really nervous. I, I've, I'm not somebody that typically gets nervous going out on stage um, don't really get the butterflies, but mm. if it's a job I really want or a room full of more than the job, it's always the room full of people you want to impress. You know, you're always in the audition, right. I say, for the, the long term goal. Yeah, you might not be right for this, uh, but you want to make a good impression for future. So if it's a room full of people I really want to impress or if it's the dream role or something like that, yeah, I'll definitely get the the butterflies. But, you know, I I know that everybody says everybody behind the desk just really wants you to succeed. They want you to be (laughs) the one. And I think that depends on your, again, type. And I'm someone who's not a um, type that you can put in a box easily. Usually, and I know from experience and feedback for years in the business, that everybody behind the table tends to see me very differently. And that's just okay. my, 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 I like to say my blessing and a curse for my career has helped me play some really cool, diverse roles. And it's also can't taken me out of the running immediately upon sight for so many others. So I think for me, I don't walk in with that um, confidence that everyone's going to see what I'm doing and understand it. So I think because I've been sadly sort of trained to know that people are looking at me a little bit more closely, like, what? Is she the sidekick? Is she the leading lady? Is she really that short? Can we work with her? I think I just feel more critical eye on me than maybe others. I don't know, they make this all depressing and sound like, oh, woe is me. But I think I think because I don't walk in as sort of like, here I am auditioning for your, you know, you know, genu, Here I am auditioning for this. But because I'm always looked at with a little bit more scrutiny feel it. Maybe I I'm putting that, that on is. myself.
0: Do you well, think that's because people know who you are and no, they, they have that no, preconception? This goes,
1: or... this goes way before anybody knew me from a YouTube video or anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, when, when I was auditioning, um, even out of college. And I went to auditions, you know, because I grew up just outside of New York City. So I went to auditions for for Broadway shows and kids roles and shows, I mean, from a very young age. And of course, when you were a kid, yeah, that's your type. You're the kid. But <laughs> as I got older, as we'll probably discuss during uh, a later portion of this show, um, I'm somebody who is known for not patting myself on the back, just being honest. I can sing soprano. I can sing big traditional Broadway belt. I can sing pop rock. And uh, it's if you're already established, if people really already know you. And if you're like a name in the business, then I think that's celebrated. But I think when people are just starting to get to know you, it can be very confusing to not have that box, to not fit one particular type or even two. If you fit four types and if you are uh, four foot 11, which is quite a Quite a height to be. There are some fabulous, <laughs> famous people at four foot eleven: Elaine Page, Judy Garland, Kristen Chenoweth, Elena Rogers. Never heard but, of them.
0: Never heard of them. Yeah, no.
1: but <laughs> I can I can name them. Clearly. And it's very surprising how few people seem to care about that stuff when you're in an audition room. And there are 15 wonderful people for a part. It's, I'm usually the first one who's let go just because of my height. So anyway, that does oh, colour a right. lot of the stories you'll hear me tell today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny because I was always like... I, I, I don't necessarily think I've got as versatile of a voice as you have, but I was always a little bit more versatile because I have quite a nice lower range, and but also a, a nice kind of really high baritone. Not I'm not a tenor, but I can really hit those Bs if I need yeah. to, right? So, but I always, again, kind of found that maybe played against you sometimes because exactly that. You're like, you're not, I don't want to use the phrase man enough, but when I was like early okay. 20s, I'm not mature man enough to have the kind of deeper, kind of more resonant voice, the kind of more Javeri voice, if you want to go for a character. But at the same time, I wasn't like high, high tenor, like Sailor in a Rosalind Hammerstein kind of show or something. So I I always kind of fitted in between those categories and I was just kind of left as, well, you're not... You're not character actor enough to do that. You're not leading man enough to do that. You kind of just Welsh, exactly Welshman me. in yeah, the corner. I, you know. I hear
1: that. I hear that. And and again, so everyone listening is not think we're just you know moaning about this. No, not it, at all. It's all because it is casting. I mean, it's not mm. just about your talent and your ability. They have to. They have to fit something. They have to fit pieces of a puzzle together. I I was once told one of my one of my friends has an even more crass way of. Uh, saying this because she experienced it herself (laughs) she's four foot eleven so i'm going to use her terminology um i've been in shows where they've been but can you stand here can you stand wait if we're going to end this dance number christina go center go that and this is what they told my friend tammy and this is what they told a version of to me you just i don't know where to put you because you ruined the picture
0: Ugh, that's a horrible phrase
1: and that's what I, mean, I got a version Ugh. of, but that's what they told her. And I never forgot that because she told me that story. And I went, my gosh, that, that's what they were saying to me. We just don't know what to do. You you make it look wrong because they're painting pictures for the audience it's not a um, a film where you know tom cruise can stand in a box and, <laughs> and look like he's the same height as the rest of the cast if you put me next to a six foot four leading man as as much as i may actually and have every right to be you know dating or married to a six foot four man um from a distance i might look like his child so you can't cast me can you you know i mean can't and shouldn't or won't or will you know it's been really an interesting uh, journey for me over the years to see who takes those challenges and who doesn't yeah. I mean I just I just got done playing Fanny Bryce and Funny Girl with a six-foot leading man and nobody nobody said it was weird or awkward or anything because of the way it was done so it is possible
0: <laughs> see, we're <laughs> again, all on side all
1: of this will color the rest of the stories <laughs> <I hear today.
0: laughs> well bear in mind I didn't know that was going to be your answer we had uh, a submission in this week which I think will fit <laughs> nicely after Perfect. that um this is from an actor, and they say that this was their audition for Will Rogers Follies in
1: 1991.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, they say it was my audition nightmare. I'm five foot six, that's relatively tall, and was dying to be one of the Will Rogers Wranglers. But the minimum height was 5'10. So I stuffed my cowboy boots with newspaper, and as the dance call went on, I shrank and shrank. <laughs>
1: I have done a version of that, yeah.
0: <laughs> they say, I got cut even though I aced the combo. <laughs> yeah.
1: You cannot, See, listen, there's a height requirement. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> I have a series of um, a series of auditions where I tried, tried. When there, like there wasn't a height requirement, but I knew it was a track that I was probably too small for, mm. or something like that. And I, I bought those little lifts that go in your shoe. Oh, you
0: know, yes. Thinking,
1: well, if I can beat, you know, an inch and a half taller now, I can put this into whatever shoe during the show. Yeah, and it'll they be can just fine buy you, buy you
0: boots; it'll be fine.
1: Yeah, and it's just so funny because you know I didn't, I couldn't even complete the process of that. I couldn't figure out that, like, if you have something additional in your shoe that normally fits you as a normal shoe, when you step into it with this new thing, and you're going <laughs> to fall out of that shoe. You know how many dance auditions I nearly twisted my ankle or a, or a lift, like, fell out of my shoe or eventually oh, I was no. like, throw it. And I threw them into my bag in the corner. And me at dance auditions is comedy anyway. So I was just like, what are you doing? So I never did it again. I, I still have all of these little um they don't, they don't call them lifts. They give them some classy name we will probably think of later. Um, it doesn't sound quite so desperate. <laughs> but I have a, a, a shoebox full of them that have just never seen the light of day in years. I decided to just own the height and go with it. So I, every, I, I feel his pain.
0: Every year you try again and the shoebox gets bigger and bigger yeah, and bigger. Taller yeah. and taller.
1: <laughs> I just. It just didn't, I don't know. I just didn't see myself buying an entire new um Batch of shoes just to wear the lifts, and yeah. and I feel much better about myself. You know, self ownership and self love and all that business.
0: <laughs> nice, nice to see you today, Christina. Oh, you're you're much taller than I remember you. Uh, yes, I have bought some stilts. <laughs> it's
1: just my spirit, my positive spirit.
0: You could maybe get away with it for Barnum. I think maybe that'll be all right.
1: <laughs> yes, playing Tom Thumb,
0: just like, which I did as a child. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Right so we have another um submission here it, it's been a really bumper week for submissions i think people heard oh you were coming on and they and they were like right i've got to get it thank in you week. all i love this it. oh it's be- i love it it's it's both my favorite and worst part of the week because i love reading them but i hate reading them
1: because then no, the stories stick with you you never forget do you I,
0: I i've said it again and again on this show i get hotter and hotter and hotter the more i read them <laughs> And as we go through the record, by the end of it, I'll be, I'll be like, this is just my anxiety's going through the roof. Oh, dear. Right. All right. Let me have it. <laughs> um, I don't even know how to title this one, but it's I, I have a funny feeling, certainly within the London theatre community. This experience might have happened a few times. OK. <laughs> he starts. When I got called in for a fringe musical in London, I was met with the surprise slash horror of my life. A few months before, I had a date with a guy I really fancied. We'd matched on an app and met for a drink in town. When we realised we both worked in theatre, we agreed not to talk shop, so kept it completely non-stagey. It was kind of good, kind of bad date, but basically I got way too drunk. Thank you, Pornstar Martinis and red wine. What a combination. Oh, no. Spoke about myself far too much and it ended up with me spilling a red wine all down his white shirt after about an hour. So he made his excuses and left. He didn't text me again. (laughs) Oh, God. That in itself is disastrous.
1: I know. We know where it's going, though. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Back back to the audition. It was a show and a part that I really wanted. One of those you've been told by your peers that you have to play at some point in your career. I was really excited. The audition came through for my agent and the production company seemed relatively new to me. I hadn't heard of them before. So I was excited to meet new people and sing for people who I thought I hadn't met. (laughs) (laughs) In walks me to this grubby audition venue. The runner introduces me. I say, oh, lovely to meet you all. And before I could finish my sentence, our eyes met. The guy I'd spilled the drink over on the disastrous date. He was on the panel as today's reader. (sighs) The director introduced them all. Two of the panel delighted to see me and him just scowling at me with a simple grunt of a hello. (laughs) (laughs) I sang my song, a contemporary love ballad, because of course... (laughs) 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 Because <laughs> <of course. laughs> and they directed me to read the scene between two guys on a date at a bar <laughs> oh, <laughs> with no. the guy I'd been on the bad date with <laughs> I tried my best not to let it affect me but stumbled over my words so many times and and he says he to be fair gave one of the most cardboard flat reads I've ever seen I wouldn't have hired him <laughs> it was the most cringeworthy moment of my audition career He clearly held a grudge, didn't raise a smile at all during my song or my scene. He wasn't involved in the production team, as it turns out. He was only there to read. But as I was leaving and the director said goodbye, I thanked them, turned around and I saw him lean over to the team and whisper something to the director. As I was letting the door close behind me, I heard he didn't. He, He clearly told them the story. Utterly mortifying! I did not get the part.
1: <laughs> oh no! I was going to say what, what a, what a lo- lucky thing that he wasn't on the production team. Oh. But then to feel chummy enough and to ha- hold a grudge and not grudge? I mean, maybe the only thing I can hope is maybe this this <laughs> brave, laundry lovely, bill, brave person. Yeah, maybe the laundry <laughs> bill or something. Because I mean, we've that is that is tragic. But I would oh. feel more sympathy than the angry.
0: Oh, oh, it's
1: horrendous.
0: I mean, if you're going to be that catty and you're going to do that, that's uh, don't don't worry about not working no. for them. You'll be fine. <sighs> oh dear! I mean, that's what I mean though. You could see where that was going, and yeah. you just live it. You live in that. You live in spilling the drink over the person.
1: Just never. You can't say anything. You can't write anything. You just have to. never know who's next to you. You never know who you're talking to. You maybe they to should be have. Perfect.
0: Maybe they should have like spoke a little bit about their careers on the date, and then they would have known a little bit. And then, if you'd have just text him, sorry, I don't know. Who knows? Oh mm-hmm. dear me.
1: Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> oh thanks for sharing. Oh <laughs> a yes, pot- thank you very much. Because. <laughs>
0: When, when we spoke about you doing this show in the week, I love the fact you went, it's going to be like therapy. It really is like therapy yeah. for some people, especially the fact that we get to keep them anonymous as well. So yeah. no one's going to know that, that. You've blatantly told your friends about that one, haven't you? I no, mean, no. I would tell every single person I'd ever met if that had happened to me.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's not anonymous for us though, is no, it? No, no, <laughs> I, know, I, know
0: your, I know your email address. But <laughs> <laughs> I've got another quick one um, cool, that came in this week. Uh, this... It's for an actor who went for an audition for the sideshow revival.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Uh, they say I went into an invited call wearing a straitjacket and sang "Come Look at the Freaks" whilst breaking out of the straitjacket. <laughs> I I was hell bent on getting this show and rehearsed so much for my callback that I exhausted myself and in the middle of my audition I couldn't break out of the straitjacket. <laughs> what? I can't. That can't be real. That no, must wait, be real. Was that was
1: that a choice of the actor, or were they asked to come in and do something like that? I don't know I what mean, that audition process it, was like.
0: I, from the way it's written, it sounds like it might have been a choice.
1: Self, self,
0: <laughs> oh my
1: god!
0: As commitment to the role, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, yes. Oh, I tell you what's a good idea. Let me try and break <laughs> out of this tank of water, Harper. <laughs>
1: Sometimes <laughs> let, let this be a lesson. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes oh. leave the, the people behind the desk wanting more, and then they'll ask you to
0: do things. Maybe, <laughs> so, supposed maybe to coming in and doing all of them. <laughs> take the take the jacket in a bag as an option. An option. As, as, as an that's option. <laughs> Don't go in. This is what I'm doing. You're gonna do it. Oh, <laughs> read, goodness Feel the room. Me. Feel
1: the space. Read it, and then so, oh, no.
0: Christina, tell me of a time that auditions didn't go the way that you'd planned them or you didn't have the day that you thought.
1: I think I have. I think I have an answer to both of those things. The audition didn't go as planned. It was a very different day and outcome, I should say. It okay. was only, you know, in this business, you could only experience this craziness. <laughs> and you just said Children's Theatre. So I think this is a really good segue oh, okay. without okay. crying there. Um, <laughs> so there's a company in uh the states called Theater Works Theater Works USA and they yes. do uh mostly children's theater but good quality children's theater they they have smaller productions that they tour to schools around the country with that you can you know the distance that you could drive in a van you know yeah they're and, very good i do and they, they have e- and they have equity contracts this is how a lot of people get their equity card and then, of course, the company got so big and reputable that they have a, a theater off Broadway, the Lucille Lotel Theater, where they do a lot of uh, more grand productions and get some, some you know, pretty big talent to be part of. So it's, you know, th- they have a good reputation. And so it's children's shows. And yeah, maybe some people go, oh, but I don't want to do it in a, you know, a, a high school or, you know, middle school auditorium. Uh, but the thing is, the quality is usually great. It helps a lot of young actors Uh, find their footing, and you could even get the chance to do it in a beautiful off-Broadway theater. So that I had been... Up for as a four foot eleven girl. I had been up for many a theater works production because no one shorter than me. So I'd be the great little kid or smallest character in any one of those theater work shows. If you need a little baby bear, Christina got a call, you know. She should go. Um I never was able to do one. I, I was always really I was in college and then I was working, so I never was in a theater works production, but I kept getting called in and the, there's like a general casting person and they really liked me and like my versatility and always let me audition for the kid roles, but also let me audition for the teachers, you know, like they knew (laughs) that I had variety. And so I always had a decent time in the room. In fact, I think I was offered something I had to turn down. There was like no bad blood, like it was all fine. So I, I was called in for, <laughs> I could say it, it was the um, Junie B. Jones, which they've done a few <laughs> times. This is like 2003, 2002, I think 2002, going into 2003. And um, I was in college and I went in, it was at uh, the soon to be closed forever, not to get too sad, famous here in New York, Chelsea Studios, which mm. is massive audition space. So there were always probably like, 15 to 20 auditions going on in that space when you walk in, in, in the building. So I made my up, way, way up to the theater works audition area and I, I had my, you know, I was dressed as much like a little kid as you can be when you're an adult. I didn't want to try too hard. I didn't want to go in full costume, you know. But I had, I remember this is a little bit important What I wore it. I had a, a cute little dress, like a sundress, a little fit and flare. So it was kind of a cute puffy bottom, like a little kid so I could play yeah, yeah, with yeah. the skirt a little bit. And I didn't want to wear, um sneakers because it didn't match the dress. So I wore a little kitten heel. It was, um, it was like, almost like a little kid's black patent leather shoe with a strap. You might see a little kid wear, but it had a small heel on it. So it matched the dress. It wasn't an adult high heel and it was appropriate. I thought that's the main thing. I thought <laughs> it was appropriate. <laughs> you know, when you hear stories about people behind the table being in a bad mood. Oh, You just no. can't do anything about it. Uh, the girl that walked out of the room, the only thing I have to go on is this. The girl that walked out of the room before me genuinely looked like Kristen Chenoweth as Sally in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Oh. She was, had just so cute, had this curly little bouncy blonde hair. She was wearing overalls and sneakers and she genuinely looked like she might be 11 or 12, even though I'm sure she was about, you know, twenty. And so you couldn't get more different, a different look for me than in appearance. But hey, we're all different. We bring something different. And she walked out of that room beaming, just smiling, so happy. Hi, have a good time. You know, okay. So I walked (laughs) into the room, I sang my song, and, uh, and that went fine. And then the uh, casting associate or uh, person running the casting in there said, can you sing the song from the show? So I was singing the song from the show and I was moving around and, and making a few choices, you know, using the space, trying to show that I don't just stand still and sing. And the director, um, he's it's, it's the man, he stopped me and he said, how am I supposed to concentrate on your performance when all I hear is click, click, click? And I was like, "Oh
0: no. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. I said are, are, are my are, you mean my shoes?" And he goes, "Yeah." And he I'm telling you, he stood up at the table. I don't know what kind of day had led him to this point, but he stood up at the table. And he said, "How do you expect me to take you seriously?" When you clearly have not read the material, have, have you know, complete disregard what? for the fact that this is supposed to be a kid. And I said, I said, I'm very happy to take the shoes off. I, I was, I thought that they were um, not adult. I'm so sorry you feel that way. And the man said, I don't want to hear any more from you. He didn't like my kitten heel, and oh I didn't get to finish my audition. But the real reason I was upset, and this is something I, I say, you know, everybody has their own experiences. This director has a great reputation moving forward with other projects. Um, but I, I refused from that moment on to audition uh, for theater works ever again because I didn't like that nobody else in the room had my back. That's rubbish. Well, I know it sounds, again, it sounds like, well, poor Christina didn't do anything wrong. Well, maybe I did. Maybe I could have worn something a little more childish. You know, maybe I could have done my research, seen what maybe he liked. I don't know. All I know is I grossly offended him by the click, click, click of Such my Such a small of thing to,
0: to have that yeah. reaction, though.
1: Maybe he didn't like me on sight and didn't want me. I have no idea. I reminded him of somebody he hates. I don't know. But it shook me. Usually I don't let that stuff shake me. It really shook me. So I, I, this story is going somewhere, I promise. I left the room. I tried to tell like the, the you know, the, the, the person who was the monitor, you know, yes. like, I can't believe this just happened. I was like, they don't care. They don't care. You got to keep this to yourself. This is just you and you got to get over this now. It's, you know, then you, you tell yourself all these things. You don't want the job anyway. It was yes. just to works, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'm a bit of a Pollyanna. So I was trying to shake myself out of this. I was like, don't want this affect you. Get on with your day. As I was walking out of big Chelsea studios, I was passing a bunch of other auditions. And then I was passing a sign on the door uh, and it said, Dora the Explorer Live. And I had said to myself, oh, I remember reading that, Dora the Explorer Live. That's that obnoxious, you know, cartoon where the girl's like, oh! I just yells at the people <laughs> watching all the time. She's loud. I had nannied and babysat, and I had seen that show. And I remember uh, it was saying seeking petite actresses. Like it, I think you know because she's a um, speak Spanish, I thought they maybe wanted somebody who was one hundred percent Spanish for the part. So I didn't really think twice about it. But there I was, dressed as a little kid. And there was nobody like that they'd gone through all the names on the list. And I remember they've been looking for this part for a long time. And so somebody happened to come out the door and say, oh, are you here to audition? And I said, well, you know, I'm just walking by, but are you, what are you looking for? So just a pop-up tempo. I said, okay. I walked in long story short. I got the part. I did that job for a year and a half. I met my best friends and my husband on that job. (gasps) (laughs) So had that man not hated my heels I might not have even noticed that audition and had that's like, it's cringy and awful, but it I also mean, turns into a, a good happy ending. I never would have auditioned for Dorothy Explorer Alive, and I nuts. also remember going through my book, and the only thing I had was "Let's hear it for the boy." <laughs>
0: that was a Brilliant,
1: pop. So let's hear it for the boy, and my click clack of my patent leather kitten heeled shoes got me the job of Dorothy Explorer.
0: <laughs> That's Brit. I mean we can't have any more stories after that. That's the end of the show. That's how can we follow that? Wow. I mean it's,
1: it's it's I could also give you, are you ready for the real the real drama that like I never share, but I'm going to because you know this is an honest place.
0: Yes, go on.
1: I did Dory the Explorer for years and years not years and years, for like 18 months. We played Radio City Music Hall, like I said, this oh, great wow. experience. they have been looking for ages and they were just so happy to find me and they treated me beautifully and it was fantastic. Um, toward the end of the run and they were talking about the next tour and they really wanted to secure me for the next tour to be like Dora's pirate adventure or something like that. And I was like, well, I'm not sure I want to do it again. I'd like to move on and do other jobs, but okay. Well, like I said, I was great friends with everybody from that tour and, and, you know, dating my, my soon to be years later husband and everybody got calls with information about the upcoming tour, and I did not.
0: <gasps> oh. And
1: I did not, and I did not, and then uh, a couple of uh, weeks later, I saw a breakdown for my part.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> and it turns out, and this is absolutely correct, and I think this is the this is this is the right thing to do. They went, you know what? We really need a girl playing Dora who actually speaks fluent Spanish, and I did not. Yes. And so I do not begrudge them that, but talk about. <laughs> cringe again I was like oh that's <laughs> that's my part and I that's how I found out they weren't gonna have
0: oh at least so at there's least... the
1: whole the biz kids the biz
0: this so first and foremost I hope after you went in and aced the Dora audition you walked past back that theatre work uh, studio and clicked those heels I wish
1: I did no I did so hard was,
0: in the corridor or just walked in and round really the grudge. next audition <laughs>
1: I did throw those shoes out though
0: <laughs> yeah out the window no <laughs> that's that's great.
1: And it's I mean hundred percent true Like, I would never make that up. it was just it was so uncomfortable and so awkward and again, it didn't matter what I was doing. I, I sang the first song well. it was fun you know I, I did what anybody would do. But to, to be so uh, criticized and so kind of painted on sight for a, a piece of clothing, it just blew my mind. Um, but again, you know, everyone has bad days. We have bad days yeah. in the audition room. People behind the table have bad days. And so sometimes you just can't win. And I could not nope. win for Junie B. Jones.
0: <laughs> that's, why, that's why we started the show to prove to actors that it's not just ourselves that have bad audition days it's casting teams have bad days Uh, musical directors have bad. you don't know what's happened in the person before someone might have really offended them earlier on and they just can't let it go and unfortunately the heels were the the consequence of it but that was oh good that did not go where i thought it was going to go i i thought you maybe were going to go well they called me and said why wasn't i being submitted again i
1: yeah
0: (laughs) wow wow uh, I love like it. I said
1: half well, cringe, half okay, half okay. We 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 fixed it. <laughs> but all children's theater too. So that was a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> I went from one kitty show to another.
0: Hello, Christopher here. Just a little interruption to remind you to get in touch with the show if you think you've got an audition story that's funnier or more disastrous than the ones you're hearing throughout all of these episodes. We want you to be the very heart of what we tell our guests each week. So please do email us. Don't call us pod at gmail.com. Links in the description as well. Send it over to us. Have a chat to me via email. Tell me all about what happened and I will keep it anonymous so that your shame is gone. <laughs> Don't worry. A lot of mine are terrible as well. So, yeah don't call us pod at gmail.com I look forward to hearing your stories on email but for now back to the show as someone with a wonderfully powerful voice I have you ever sung big spender at an audition of course I have yeah. well
1: I mean usually when it's part of something else I'm not going to be auditioning for sweet charity as a singer who dances I should say a <laughs> a dancer who sings but yeah I've had to sing big spender
0: sure so this person decided to sing "Big Spender." Now this this audition actually comes in from a musical director who was uh, playing uh, for the audition, uh, and uh, they write. So at an audition for a contemporary poppy musical, an actor walked in and hands me two different copies of "Big Spender." <laughs> it's already funny. That's the whole story. That's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pop rock. Well, how about "Sweet Charity"? Is that
0: count? The first thing I notice is that one is in D major and one is in C major. So already, I'm not sure what's about to happen, but she smiles very kindly and says, I need a mixture of these versions. (laughs) Don't worry, they're in the same key. Except not. (laughs) As already has been established, he says, they are not. One is a tone higher than the other, but she was so confident and calm... And I didn't want to spoil that by telling her she'd got two different keys. So inside, I say to myself, all right, it's Big Spender. I can transpose it.
1: Oh, how sweet.
0: (laughs) So I start to look through to see if she's marked where I'm playing from on which version, because they are very different. One's the full show version with all the fun laughs, good time shtick. And the other is the Shirley Bassey cut. However, there are no markings, no cuts, no nothing. So I ask her, "Uh, sorry, how do I know which bit of which version you want? because she's already on her way to the centre. And she (laughs) smiles back really calmly, really patient, and says, oh, just look at me, you'll know. Just look at me, you'll know. (laughs)
1: This
0: is too much. I have so many other questions, sorry. Oh, it's nowhere near it, yeah. Oh no, okay. I tried to to catch the panel's eye, but they're all halfway through their sandwiches at this point. I don't know what version of Big Spender she wants or in what key she wants it, only at some point I'm going to have to change between them and I will have to know by watching her. (laughs) So off she goes to the centre of the room. Strikes a pose and shouts, go! (laughs) (laughs) Clearly clearly she isn't worried about this audition. So I go with her and play a version of Big Spender in D-flat, the key right between both of the scores she handed me. Ah, Very good. (laughs) It's a good choice. I like that. It's safe. She's going to full out with the choreo. There are high kicks. All of it is completely inappropriate for the show she's actually auditioning for, but she's selling it. The panel are gobsmacked, having spent the whole morning listening to contemporary belty ballads. (laughs) At no point does she look at me or give me any kind of signal, but that doesn't matter because I've given up trying to guess what's happening and I kind of just busk Big Spender and play whichever bit she seems to want when she wants it. We finish at the same time on the button and she comes up to me immediately and says, amazing, that was perfect, thank you for following me. (laughs) She gives me a wink like we are a special team. The last line says she doesn't get a recall, but she had the best time, and that's what matters.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I have so many questions. First of all, I need to know if this is like truly professional theater or yeah, if this yeah, is, yeah.
0: Like- it it so- absolutely was.
1: It was okay. It definitely so- was. So why would anybody who's working in this profession walk oh. into an audition and not know what sheet music they have, let alone have two different versions of it, let alone not have it marked? So get out of the room. Sorry, yeah. as talented as she is. What? Come on. But bless him. And the other thing is, I keep thinking, so she must have been working with somebody that just always played that stuff for her. And when yeah. here's the music, you know, you, you're whoever you walk in for will know what to do with this. <laughs>
0: Which is absolutely not the way it works. No. Just let's if no one's I gone in for an audition it. before in musicals, that's not what you do.
1: Oh my god. Oh. A pop pop rock, but here's big
0: <laughs> <laughs> I first of all, I know the musical director in question and he is an incredible artist. He's absolutely incredible. So she so got so real he lucky. He could handle it. He she she really did get very lucky that he could even cope with any of that. But you just don't do that You No don't because plenty of people would have that. said I'm
1: so sorry but uh, you can't audition like this the, no. Uh, There's no cut You have two different keys here Please come back when you're prepared And yeah. that could have happened to her Very oh. easily I'm it's sure a... he did tell the, the panel after that though
0: I, I don't know what show it was But I will find out and I will email you
1: We can <laughs> I figure that out, out. I Based, will, on, I based will... on that music director's uh, history correct? I want to
0: know maybe like Rock of Ages Is something yeah. really crazy <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, have you ever have you ever a... gone in and the music is something's not happened with the music or sheet music? I I, um, I don't think I've been sheet music, but I've got one about script.
1: I I yeah. I mean, I, for the the short answer is I can't tell you how many times. I've walked into an audition with absolutely normal sheet music without an (laughs) obscure crazy song, not bringing in Jason Robert Brown or Sondheim, like something that's pretty straight ahead. I'm very good with my cuts and you say, okay, I'd like this at about this tempo. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, give a little pause, a little retard at the end before the button. Thank you. Okay. And they don't listen to you at all. I mean, some people are absolutely fantastic, but some, some of these, a lot of the, um, Pianists they get for auditions sometimes are just for the audition and sometimes they can sometimes they read better than others and so a lot of auditions have sadly I hate saying it because there are so many talented pianists out there but a lot of auditions have been ruined for me (laughs) by people that have not (laughs) played the material correctly so yeah that 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 I've had happen but tell me your script story well
0: so obviously you know as performers we all you know you have to keep your career going and I. I'd been called in for something, at a really prestigious theater by a director that I just loved. Um, She'd just taken over as artistic director at this theater as well. This was going to be her, her like premiere show at the venue. I'd never been seen by her or the team at the venue before. And I was really like, I was, I was, I was going for it and it was actor muso as well. and, And I'm a woodwind player, so it's perfect. Um, I It was in Panto season and I was producing, uh, a touring Panto with about 150 actors to look after. We were right in the middle of it. It was crazy. So I just, I got the recall and it was great. I had to learn the penny whistle for the show. <laughs> so I'd learned ah. the penny whistle over the weekend. As a flautist, it was all right. It was pretty simple. And then for some reason, the only, t- I decided to print out my, my script because uh, I'd only got it late and I taped it but with brown LX tape because it was the only thing in the office Ooh. and I and I just I just because I panicked I was like I need to tape it but for and I've never done this before I've ne- also just want to say I knew it off by heart as well so why on earth I'd taped it in the first place right. I don't know so I'd learnt my lines but I'd cut it and I decided to cut it cut all the borders of the A4 paper off just to leave the text which meant it was two <sighs> lines and it just it honestly looked like a five year old piece of artwork. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, it was no. terrible. I went in and that's and what you were holding up. That's what I had with me. I think there might have even been some sheet music for the penny whistle that I did as well. On music I remember there being a music stand. All I could do was just to get really nervous. I knew this wasn't what they wanted to see or expected because I'd aced the first oh, one. No. So I was like they had a good impression of me. The the composer of the, the music for the play was there as well, and I knew who they were and they were someone I really liked and wanted to impress. Like you said, you, you can't much, sometimes you, at once. you go into a room I mean, looking back on it, clearly I'd had an anxiety attack. But it was <laughs> like I just yeah. I just crumbled. But back back then I just hadn't I just hadn't thought it through. I thought, oh well they'll know I'm theatrical then because I'm clearly working in the- they they don't care, they just want you in the room. <laughs> Not theatrical. The, the director and and who is the artistic director of the venue was like, um, is that is that brown LX tape, and I just kind of went, yeah, so all all I had, and she just went, right, and that was the end of it. And I never never heard from them again, never got seen by them again. And I it's, it's
1: I... so sad how those little things can make or break you. But obviously, like you said, you know, if you gave a killer audition, nobody would have cared about your tape. You you gave yourself a little panic attack. You yeah.
0: you Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were overwhelmed, Terrible.
1: you had too much going on, and that's gonna happen to all of us. That's happened to me. I mean, that's yeah. gonna happen to all of us. You can be very, very prepared, but the, the blessing and the curse of auditions is it's just a once Thing, yeah a and, price, I, and that was know. it
0: i read i read fine i read like the actual performance was fine but i yeah, i don't know and then i actually ended up going to the press night of the play um because i'd ended up working on some of the marketing for it and they'd cut the part completely <laughs> so <laughs> i was so i was all right I was you could take that you
1: could take that Woo-hoo! as well you see they they had their eyes set on me and then, of you course know. when i when i blew it this is what we can't have
0: they were like it has to be general. a welshman with brown tape and ah, oh, so not quite that brown <laughs> tape that's the <any> problem <laughs> Oh dear, and that was. I love it. So.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I'm loving that.
0: (sighs) Oh boy. (laughs) I just, I just crumbled. I just crumbled. But it's because I was just, I. It was such a pressure filled situation in my like trying to live job.
1: Yeah.
0: Mate, I was the worst. It was the worst. You mentioned a rehearsal. (laughs) No. You mentioned that there was a story about uh, rehearsals that didn't go quite to plan, yeah, which proves to our audience that you don't necessarily have to worry about not getting it in the, something going wrong in the audition. <laughs> when you get the job, it can still also you go can ab-
1: screw it up in the room once you're there too. Tell <laughs> me, oh, man,
0: tell me your tale.
1: Um, I think the first one was just one of the first one that comes to mind was I had booked my dream role in Forbidden Broadway. In new York and every single person in the cast and the team knew each other. And I was the only new person. And it just so happens that the director of the show uh, wasn't in for any of my auditions or casting because he's sort of the overarching director that comes in. And once the material oh. is written by Gerard Alessandrini, he'll kind of tweak it. So they did not really give him a say in my casting. So he did not like me.
0: I ended up working with him in the
1: West End, so it's just fine. He also told the cast this story, so he tried to get (laughs) me fired. That's a whole other thing. (laughs) Until he realized he liked me, and it was all a big mistake. Oh, right. So so the director did not really like me, didn't know me, didn't even understand why I was really in the room of a four-person show. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was one of the first days we were rehearsing in summer in New York City, midtown, sweaty, hot, awful. I didn't know, as it's not a big um, dance and movement show, I didn't know if the, the cast members were going to show up in like rehearsal garb, audition clothes, <laughs> rehearsal clothes, dance stuff. You know, I just didn't know the look. So I tried to find a happy medium, because I knew my track would be more of the, the dancey track than the other female one. So I was wearing um, capri like leggings at the Mm -hmm. time and I wasn't afraid to wear leggings and uh, a a shirt that was sort of like a leotard top and I could not wear a bra with it, but it was like a nice supportive, good, you know, good, good good coverage, very comfortable, good for movement. Exactly. Right. And so all I can tell you is just imagine sweat, anger, frustration, discomfort, the whole, am I good enough to be here thing? And then being dipped and having your tit pop out in your second (laughs) rehearsal for Forbidden Broadway. Second rehearsal. And the director who hates you coming up and saying, next time you should wear something a little more appropriate.
0: Oh, no. I was
1: like, why do I always keep getting in trouble for what I wear? What is happening with me? <sighs> but um, that was one of the most <laughs> horrifying moments of my life. And <laughs> I could not even believe. Like, I had taken such care to be like, you will wear something that is appropriate for all forms of it." And if I had shown up in a full leotard, I would have looked ridiculous. Like, they would have been like, where, who does she, where does she think she is? Like, who oh, is lying? Like, you know, this is a, a sketch comedy thing. Um, so I just was, the learning curve was... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no but
1: I think I put most of it on myself I think I I because I was younger uh at the time one of my first um I'd say the first time I had a real significant role in New York City that would be featured, you know, so I was definitely feeling that pressure. And then it was a dream job and I wanted everybody to like me, but I was the other when I walked in that room. Yeah. So maybe if I had a bit more confidence, I could have, the way I would have handled it now was being like, I just wanted you all to like me. I thought I'd give you a little show. Like, I don't know. I would come, I would say something. You'd think it would it have okay. been a bit more
0: of a, a fu- like a kind of friendly, funny atmosphere, but yeah. You well, kind luckily
1: of... the other actors were fine. And the man that did me was hilarious and all cool about it. and he's like oh don't you worry about a thing Jared Bradshaw ladies and gentlemen Jared Bradshaw nice wonderful man but yeah all it took was the director and I was like oh, I'm gonna mate. go cry in a corner and I definitely went to the bathroom and cried oh
0: definitely. no <laughs> oh no I can and came laugh back, now <laughs> came back with every item of clothing you ever had on you coats <laughs> <laughs> no
1: idea well the other <laughs> I, I, what I left out was the fact that it was so hot is normally I would have used double-sided Sticky tape, like yeah. top stick tape for men or, or tape, yeah. Tape. But because it was so hot, it wasn't going to stay on. No. So that was the that was the bit I left out. But sometimes you can't tape your problems together.
0: <laughs> Not with brown stage tape. Anyway.
1: No, but we've learned about tape and the misuse of tape or the lack of tape today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, oh but
0: yeah. dear. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. That's that's. It was oh. bad.
1: I mean, then again, it ultimately was a fabulous experience in New York and the West End. But yeah, it's, it's not always a dream come true the way you think it's going to be.
0: <laughs> so we often get submissions from performers um, who've gone for commercial auditions. Now, now, commercial auditions, I don't know what it's like over there, but over here they can be some of the most random experiences, because they're always super fast. They're always very cattle cally. There's yeah. hundreds of people going in. Uh, it's a bit of a nightmare sometimes. Now this like most one of my
1: commercial it... audition. <laughs>
0: it's just, they're just, um, they're a goldmine for submission. So if you've been to a commercial audition and it's been one of the most random things you've ever done, please email in your stories. <laughs> and I know that there's people on Twitter that have said, oh, I've got one, send it to us, bring it on, we're ready. <laughs> but this this girl sends in um, an audition story. Oh dear. I can only imagine how this must have felt <laughs> physically. Um she says perhaps not the worst audition you've heard but definitely problematic. <laughs> I remember my first summer out of drama school, ready and rearing to go. We were always told not to turn down an audition and to give everything a go. Maybe I took things too far. My first ever commercial audition came through. How exciting. I was buzzing. Sure, the audition was for Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and sure, I've had a nut allergy since birth, but never turn down an audition.
1: Stop it. Stop it right now.
0: <laughs> it, it'd be fine. They'd probably just ask you to pose with the product anyway, right? And they definitely ask if we were okay to eat peanuts if it was necessary. Absolutely fine. <laughs> anyway, I show up on the day, and we're put into groups of five to audition with. The rest of my group appeared to be very well versed with the whole commercial audition thing, and this was my first, so I decided I'd follow their lead. Into the room we go, and we're each given a bag of the chocolate as a prop. Right, so it's, it's all very free, we want you to improvise as a group of friends, talk about the product, eat them throughout, just make it laid back and fun, the director said. There is nothing laid back and fun about an allergic reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Not to cause a scene, I was already... It was already too late I'd accepted the audition I'd shown up I was holding the bag of chocolate in my very own hands So off I went <laughs> Chomping oh. through a bag of Reese's Cups Through painful sorrow I could taste the allergic reaction with every bite Oh my god <laughs> Before I knew I shouldn't laugh, this is awful
1: I'm whispering because I'm terrified
0: <laughs> Before I knew it Ten minutes had passed Half the bag was gone And my tongue had almost doubled in size <laughs> I'd never been so excited to get out of an audition room in my life. Oh, dear. How in did she... Hi- in hindsight, not my brightest move. Extremely dangerous. And needless to say, I did not get the job. I was all right in the end. I guzzled my weight in water and never tried peanuts ever again.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, if,
0: so... if you know if you know you've know you got a peanut allergy, no job is worth that.
1: No. No jump is worth that. There's also no harm in showing up and say, or or she should have had her agent ask if there was any eating involved. But when you got there, she (laughs) shouldn't have been embarrassed to say, I'm actually almost deathly allergic to peanuts. So perhaps I'm not your gal. Or is there any alternative, you know, that I can have? Because they liked her eating anything. They could have pretended it was Reese's, I guess. Or maybe go a totally different approach and think outside the box and be the person that's watching them all eat it and be like, I'm going to smell this bag because I will die. But I would die for a racist. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Some sort of... Change the direction of the job. I like it,
1: that. Yeah, make it your own. Apart I've from learned then, anything today, kids.
0: Having to walk out the room and go, thank you for the opportunity. So it's... <laughs> this has been a great experience. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <Rated. laughs> She oh, can't even say the name with the answers. It's so, it's so pure and so innocent, the fact that it was your first audition. So if, if you're out there and you go into your first audition, back after lockdown and commercial auditions are starting up again, oh. just be honest, if you think it might be a problem, if it's a bacon audition and you're a vegan, just tell them that <laughs> you're not going to eat it. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Oh, man.
1: And you said oh. something that reminded me of when I felt like green when I had clearly been in the business long enough and should have just been Uh-oh. Uh oh Well you tell me I've never I don't know how many people I've ever told this to you. It's not that embarrassing. I mean That's what okay, they all being, say at the start I'm being kind though. to myself. I'm being kind to myself. But um okay. So I'm gonna tell you what it is because it doesn't matter. I didn't get the part. So it was um I was doing I think I was doing Forbidden Broadway in in London. And I got an audition for the Mac and Mabel at Chichester.
0: Ah, uh, okay. And
1: I was so excited to finally have like a big London audition when I had something that I was already in town doing. This was one of those cool moments where I could, you know, people might actually know who I am or know what I'm doing. I'm not just, who's this a random American girl coming in. And uh, I did a few things that I always do in the States that seem to be very different in
0: London.
1: Uh. First of all, I was wearing a nice dress, and everybody else was dressed nicely, but not, which is much more casually. Like everybody looked put together, but really casual and in comfortable shoes. And I was wearing always oh, my ensemble. Here we go. What's wrong with my outfits? I was wearing a dress and high heels for an audition. I mean, not stilettos or anything, but just thinking. Nobody was wearing that. Nobody was it a
0: bit a bit more casual on the smart casual absolutely
1: absolutely we're gonna go in and it was actually i don't even think there was a scene i think it was just the two two songs
0: sounds about right i was almost
1: gonna walk in sing so i'm gonna you know look presentable wear something that could maybe you know be something the character would play a little you know would wear um and so i was (laughs) just walked in and i was like i'm gonna look like i'm trying too hard immediately and i can't change my clothes you know (laughs) okay so that's it just own it this is who you are quick get
0: the leotard back
1: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) But I was, I was like, I didn't think I was overdressed. But then I realized I might be. This this became a trend that I soon fixed in my London theater auditioning experience. <laughs> so then um, I'm hearing everybody sing and sing their songs through the door. But, you know, we're, I was actually quite laid back. I was pretty casual. I was not freaking out. Like I said, I'm not typically that nervous. And so I was chatting with with people. And um, then it was my turn. So I, basically what I'm trying to say is I didn't sit with my ear to the door and analyze what anybody was singing or doing. You know, I didn't do that. So I didn't hear The people before me. Yeah. So I walk in the room. I sing the first song, which I think was Wherever He Ain't. I sing that song all the time in my own concert. So I had a blast and I loved it. And everyone seemed very happy. And then I went into the next song, which was that beautiful Time Heals Everything. Now, I have been trained as a good musical theater student to always read the audition material carefully. And that means that if you've heard a song a million times a popular song and people on cast recordings or on the radio sing it one way that might not actually be the way it's written so you do what's on the page mm-hmm. you do what's in the sheet music so i of course had you know took it very seriously i had somebody play through the sheet music i recorded it i said oh and that note, th- that progression of notes here looks very different than what i'm used to can you play that please well in the sheet music there's a huge end of the song um Everyone sings, time heals everything but loving you. And But it's in the sheet music that I was given as part of the audition packet.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> but, time
1: heals everything but loving you. Up. okay. And it was quite high. And I took great pains to figure out how to place it. Well, I didn't sound like I was too legit or too straining, strained, you know. So <laughs> I took my time thinking this is part of the audition. This is it never seen a room full of eyes just staring at me with the oh, most no. confused look on their face and this very famous you can look it up music director went well that was quite a choice
0: oh no oh, <laughs> i've no. never heard anybody
1: do that before and then i had to make innocently i could have just said great thanks and left but i and i'd hope they didn't think i was rude i'll never know but i said i'm so sorry I thought that's what she wanted because it's on the, it's on the page. Which then actually, thinking back, might've made that person who was the actual music director, look either a fool to everybody else or look like I was being disrespectful to them.
0: But you were just being truthful. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I didn't get the
1: part though. So didn't get a call back, didn't get anything. And I always wonder if I shouldn't have said anything, but it was actually what was on the page. And then I thought, how did every single person before me not do that? How did they yeah. get the memo? to do it the way it's been done in the past, but not what was on the page. And so I was really scared about like all <laughs> auditions after that. I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. Because do you know, the next time I go to an audition, I'll make up something and they'll go, you didn't sing what was on the page.
0: So you, that's know. all you can do. That's all well, you, could you can
1: imagine. That was quite a choice. <laughs> It's like going but that's in, what you gave me i mean i sounded like such an obnoxious person i think inadvertently oh it, it's like I you going awful. in and them
0: sending you like i don't know a passage from macbeth you rehearsing the passage from macbeth and then them going in and go oh why didn't you do it from richard iii like you get you do what you're given that's what you're that's taught to do i
1: saw it thank you very much but i'm not sure that everybody else did
0: oh dear <laughs>
1: Mac and Mabel good
0: <laughs> I'm looking up who it was definitely <laughs> you could, it's
1: a very famous person it's all fine and I kind of just say for, for what it's worth I did what I came to do I hit that damn note the way I wanted to thank yeah. you very much nobody Tick. cared but me but at least I know <laughs> he might be like she's really weird <laughs> but she hits some good after, I know.
0: after you left the room they just looked at each other went Americans yes, it. That's, yeah.
1: but that's exactly how I felt that is. That's what. Oh, that no. was what I. That's what I assumed they did, and pro- they probably didn't. But that's oh. what I assumed they did. I was like, <laughs> she comes in in a dress, taking alternate high notes. Who the hell does she think she is?
0: We always finish with our audition additions. This is the one thing that you'd add to the audition process. It could be serious, but more likely than not, most people have gone for some silly things. We've had uh, panic buttons. So if you know it's not going your way, you can hit the panic button. That was Alex's suggestion. We've had um, Josh wanted uh, you to share secrets with the panel before you go in. One secret about each other.
1: Oh.
0: But what would be Christina Bianco's audition addition?
1: Do you know i'm making i'm i'm absolutely thinking of this on the spot i didn't think of one prior to this and i'm going to say looking back on all these stories one thing that keeps coming up is the panel looking down or eating their sandwiches so i yeah. think that it would be fair to be given one opportunity to shoot one of those little like <laughs> you know, what do you call those little balls, little koosh balls, little pound Just that if, if anybody is disrespecting you and looking down, you know you get into a good part of the song and they're knee deep in an email or their sandwich, that you have the right to shoot one of them
0: very safely
1: with one <laughs> with of like those a,
0: little... like a foam... Little, like a paintball yeah, that made a foam. That's exactly right. Those little yeah. foam ones. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Just go full paintball. It's fine. Just paintball, paintball. one of them in the face.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think you should be allowed at least
0: one. At least because one sometimes, foam bullet.
1: <laughs> sometimes it's really, it's really, um, sometimes, of course, you don't know their job. They have to get a lot of work done. But when you've got one chance and one yeah. small amount of time in front of, in front of that, I, I just think you know, use it wisely. Just one. Mm. Just one. Hey, pay attention to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, eyes up. Eyes up.
1: Eyes up. A paintball.
0: Just That's one. a good one. Just one, just to one, casually in-, in the forehead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, not, not lasting, not inflicting harm. Just, just demanding their attention while you're mid belt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On I the ending that. that they didn't want you to do. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Time heals everything. <laughs>
0: Christina, thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much, Christopher. <laughs> And that's this week's show. Thank you so much to Christina for joining me on Zoom and laughing laughing for an hour at some fantastic stories. If your story was one that we featured on this week's show, I can't thank you enough for sharing and and being honest and open and feeling safe enough to share with us. (laughs) We really appreciate it. And we hope that it's as cathartic for you as it is for us reading them out. (laughs) Oh dear, what a week I need to lie down. As you know, every week we now ask our guests to send us links of two organisations that we would absolutely love uh, you to help. This week, uh, Christina has asked if you're able to support TDF and Animal Haven. I will put links on the description of the episode, our Twitter and our Instagram as well. If you're able to, then please make sure you support those wonderful causes very close to Christina's heart. Um, And also, uh, Christina has a, a Lockdown Live concert is the third in her concerts for a cause series throughout lockdown her multimedia show will be filled with beloved theater songs sketches trivia audience participation special guests and of course tons of celebrity impressions and she says maybe even some dora the explorer footage this time so definitely check it out the show is on the july the 23rd at three o'clock edt and it can be viewed on christina Bianca's facebook page or on youtube and i'll make sure we tweet out the link over at don't call us pod uh, so you can watch it there and do support her as much as you can she sent me photos of her as dora the explorer so look out on our twitter and instagram today there will be some there and also she sent me pictures of the box of lifts so i make sure we share those if you've enjoyed yourself listening to the show then make sure you go and check out all the episodes that we've already got out we've got about five out already this was episode six and we've got About another 15 already recorded. We've got guests from the West End. We've got guests from TV, comedy, film. Some people you know. Some people you might not have heard of. But you're going to laugh so much with all of them. And remember that it's no matter what level your career is. Every single person has those stories about when auditions do not go to plan. And do keep your eyes peeled. Make sure you're subscribed because you'll be the first person to know about some of our blockbuster names. Some amazing people have have said yes to come and have a chat and laugh at people's auditions. We've got some casting directors coming up. That'll be really interesting hearing different sides of the tables too. So make sure you subscribe and share the show. And thank you to everyone who's given us a review. Lots of five stars floating about. So that's very, very kind for myself john webb our amazing producer who makes the show look great and every single person who works behind the scenes on getting some funny content to you thank you thank you so much we will see you next friday at 7 a.m for another episode of don't call us we'll call you but for now remember to wash your hands please please keep safe put your mask above your nose and don't call us we'll call you goodbye everybody